This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Here's Fennick. Back to the point. McDavid turns and shoots into a crowd blocked by Hughes's backside and cleared back to center. Now you've got Benning. Drop pass, drives up to McDavid down the middle. Wrist shot. Score! Connor McDavid, just like that, has made it 3-2 Edmonton. 5-23 to play. The Edmonton Oilers captain splitting the defense and lifting the Edmonton Oilers to victory in their season opener at Rogers Place. 3-2 the final tonight over the Vancouver Canucks as the Oilers come back from a 2-1 deficit in the third period. The Canucks had gone ahead with 10-19 to go on a tip goal by Tanner Pearson. Zach Cassian roofing one just a minute 11 later and then McDavid scoring that big one as the Oilers are 1-0 out of the gate. Mike Smith gets the victory in his first appearance as an Oilers goaltender. He makes 31 saves. Huge game for Leon Dreisaitl tonight. He had a goal, two assists, Played in all situations, including fair amount on the penalty kill. We'll talk about that as we move along tonight. Dreisaitl on the ice for 27 minutes tonight. Leon Dreisaitl playing 27 minutes. The most of any player in the hockey game. Darnell Nurse checked in at 25-59 for the Oilers. Oscar Clefbaum at 24-35. Well, so the Oilers get the win. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Overtime Open Line presented by Heartland Ford. We are live in Studio 99 along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. We will bring you post-game reaction from both dressing rooms. We'll also get to your phone calls and texts a little bit later on. The number 780-496-0063. And you can also text us at 630-630. Pretty good start to the game for the Oilers. They uh, were in control through about the first 12 or 15 minutes. The Canucks really ramped it up late in the first period and and were the better team in the second period and then as I mentioned they had the lead in the third but the Oilers able to rally Rob we'll start with the with the game winner I mean when McDavid got that puck I I wondered if he was going to have the room to make a play but he found the room and made the play he found the room because there was a mistake made about 15 seconds before I I think it was Sutter and I hope I I don't get the name wrong because I don't want to blame a guy that wasn't making the mistake but I believe Sutter had the puck on the, on his on his stick the Canucks were dead tired and they had just spent 35 seconds in their own zone he got it on a stick he had time to make a play to ice the puck pass it back to his goalie anything he blindly threw it into the to the neutral zone the Oilers picked it up and they they sensed that they had a break here because uh, they had a tired group the puck came to Connor McDavid he was in full speed and he had two absolutely exhausted defensemen 
and he just went through the middle of them. They had, there was nothing they could do. They were dead tired. And the one defense, I believe, was Tanev, got a stick on the puck, and all that did actually was make it a better angle for Connor McDavid to put the puck upstairs. Now, Connor didn't have a whole lot of room to put the puck on, on Mar Markstrom. He hit the only spot that he could, and it was just uh, uh, an oiler line, Cassian, Drysaddle, and McDavid, that took over in in the final nine minutes of that third period and dominated every time they were out there and uh, got a very important two points in a game that at one point looked like it might be slipping away, but the stars for the Edmonton Oilers stepped up. McDavid gets the winner, but Dreisaitl to be the best player in this game. He scored the opening goal of the game, assisted on both goals in the third period. 27 minutes on the ice. Now, the Oilers won... <laughs> They, they signed some of these death, death players in the hopes of cutting down on the ice time for McDavid at Dreisaitl. It, it didn't work out that way tonight, especially in Dreisaitl's case. But, I, I mean, he just looked like a hungry player tonight. His, his face-offs dropped off a little bit in the third. He was above 50%, but he took 24 face-offs tonight, 111 for 46%, and looked like a player who was saying... Well, last year was no fluke. Well, you remember last year at the beginning of the season, we were getting phone calls. A, they didn't like Dreisaitl's contract. B, Dreisaitl doesn't work hard enough. Not sure if he's good enough to be where, where, where they are. Big David makes him. Dreisaitl was the best player by far on the ice tonight. He, and it was right from the opening shift. He was going through Vancouver Canuck players. Dave Tippett and Bob and I were talking after the game. Dave Tippett said, if you play well, you will get ice time. Well, <laughs> Leon played well tonight, and they just kept putting him out there. And, and Dave Tippett is seeing what Ken Hitchcock saw, what Todd McClellan saw, that when the game is close, and he looks down on his bench, he's got, well, these, these two right here, McDavid and Drysdale, don't seem to tire, and I just got to get them back out because when they're on the ice, the ice is tilting in the right direction. Uh, Drysdale was excellent tonight, and you and I talked before the game about the line combinations and how long they would stay together and we said well it'll be score dictated and it was probably halfway through the second period where McDavid Cassian and Drysaddle first started playing back together and they were together the whole third period uh, an absolutely excellent game tonight by Leon Drysaddle and he played 216 shorthanded the Oilers took four penalties tonight they killed them all off the one Vancouver goal came a second mm -hmm. after a power play expired that was also aided by McDavid kind of having to stay out of the play to put his helmet back on new rule in the NHL this year you cannot participate participate in the play at all if your helmet comes off you either make a beeline for the bench or they might give you a second to put it back on if you kind of are able to grab it immediately like McDavid was but Dreisaitl played 216 shorthanded. That, that's not part of the ultimate plan for the Oilers, but they needed someone to take face-offs with Shea and Hurt and Gaetan Haas, who maybe would have been in that role, especially as a right shot center, because Leon sometimes came out to take the defensive zone face-offs on the right side. Gaetan Haas only played four shifts tonight and played 211, so that you wound up seeing a lot more of Dreisaitl shorthanded than the Oilers ideally would like. Yeah, but again, you have a plan before a game starts, and then the, you start getting into the heat of the battle, and you've got a Nugent Hopkins or, or a McDavid or Dreisaitl on your bench, and you're like, well... I mean, it's a different game when they're out there, whether it be power play, five-on-five, five, or penalty killing. We've seen that they are, I mean, their star players are excellent penalty killers as well. And Leon normally has been your best 
face-off guy, and when there's a big face-off, you want your best guy on the ice. So um, it, I, I'm sure that all coaches have a plan on what they want to do at the beginning of a game, at the beginning of a season. Uh, yet when certain players show up every night and other players have off nights, you just go with your best. And tonight, the Oilers went with their best, and because of that, got two points. 3-2 Edmonton wins it over Vancouver. Their next game also at home. That's on Saturday against the Los Angeles Kings. The debut of Mike Smith in the Oilers' net winds up making 31 saves, gets the victory. He was very, very good. Um, the, the one goal that we talked about, it looked like it was a, a tough one from... Myers, it was tipped by Pearson. It changed direction just a little bit, just enough to get through his legs. But he made a number of big saves. At the end of the, I think it was the end of the second period, we talked about how Markstrom had a shift where he made four big on saves in on a one power play. play. Yeah. Uh, in the third period, Smith did the exact same thing where the Canucks had three, four shots in a row, and Smith was excellent there. Right before the Oilers tied it, the, the Canucks had another play right in close. Tanner Pearson had a good opportunity. Smith made a big save there. Uh, the Oilers, too many nights last year, didn't get the goaltending effort that they needed, didn't get the big save that they needed. Uh, tonight was a game that, you know, at times the Vancouver Canucks had control of. They, they, they were out playing the Oilers, but they got the big saves when they needed. Uh, Mike Smith, to some, was a surprise starter, but... Uh, Dave Tippett knew what he had in him. He liked the competitiveness of him. He's comfortable with him. And the other thing that we saw tonight, and we talked about it, and it's it's not a secret, the way he plays the puck, that was huge in tonight's game. I don't know how many times he snapped passes up to his D-men or up to the wingers, and the Canuck forecheck came to a standstill before it even got started. So Mike Smith, uh, the, the best player in the game tonight was Leon Dreisaitl. The second best player was probably Mike Smith. We're going to make him the fourth star of the game, courtesy of White Eagle Homes. Built from the homeowner's perspective with thousands of personalization options, visit whiteeaglehomes.ca. The three stars in order were Drysaddle, Pearson, and Cassian. Well, what's like you said, we've seen Smith play before. We're going to get to see him play a lot more firsthand this season. He, It's almost like he's looking for opportunities to go. He will not hesitate. He will go after pucks where you, sometimes you might think, oh, oh, wait, he's going after that one? When, when he signed in the summer, you know, I talked to Pat Steinberg, who hosts the Flames radio broadcast, and he said, look, there will be two or three plays in the upcoming Oilers season where Mike Smith will throw a grenade up the middle and the other, and the opposing team will have an empty net goal. But, yep. but he will make so many plays where he relieves the forecheck, you're just going to have to access. And even today, there were a couple that were a little iffy, like they still got the puck out, but I don't know if it went exactly where Smith planned or if the receiver of the pass knew exactly what, what Smith was thinking on the play, but just absolutely no hesitation. And, and I think goaltending has evolved to the point now where if you're going to be a pro goaltender, you have to have some puck handling ability. I think it's now expected with the position. But his his confidence and his willing... Because even you see some NHL goaltenders, they might go open and stop it, and you see them looking, and uh, they hesitate. Oh, I better not. But with Smith, it's like he knows what he wants to do before he's gone out and stopped the puck. Well, there were a couple times. And if you ever get a chance during the game, if the Oilers have a bunch of pressure on the opposition... And the opposition looks like they're going to dump the puck out to relieve the pressure to get a change. Watch Smith. He has already left his crease, and he's moving out because he knows if he gets that puck quickly, he can catch them on a bad change or keep them hemmed in and being tired. He's already thinking. That. He's thinking offense. Like you got a goalie that honestly, 
in his mind at times is thinking offense. Where can I make the best outlet pass? How can I keep the pressure going forward? How can I turn this forecheck into a break out going the other way? So I, I know that forwards appreciate, but certainly defensemen really appreciate the fact that they're not getting hemmed in. They're not getting run in the corner. There's, there's nothing worse as a defenseman skating back and you can feel the guy breathing and you can hear him breathing and you, you know as soon as you touch that puck, you're going to get ran through the boards. But if you don't even have to worry about going to get the puck, if you can just go to an outlet area, go by the hash marks, knowing that Smith has already got the puck, that just takes all of that off. It saves wear and tear in a body. And goaltenders are really, really are uh, encouraging a goaltender like Mike Smith to play the puck as much as he wants. So mistakes will be made, just like Connor will make mistakes, Leon will make mistakes, Mike Smith will make a couple of mistakes over the course of the year that may cost them chances, but the pros certainly, certainly outweigh the cons. And here is Mike Smith, courtesy of GCL Diesel, genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices, gcldiesel.com. Uh, I thought it was a lot, did a lot of good things out there. Obviously, it was a, it was a huge team win for a group, and... We never crumbled there when we got down 2-1 and uh, obviously love, love to win, so it feels good to, uh, to get that first one under a belt here. What, uh, I mean, kind of first look at everything all together, what was your sense of the way kind of it all came together and the D worked and everybody kind of... Yeah, like I said, I thought, thought we did a lot of real good things tonight. I think uh, we stuck with it when, when we got down. Um, when we got the lead, I thought we handled ourselves very well and kind of closed a very good team out. So, um, like I said, I we did a lot of good things. I think there's things we like to improve on. But, I mean, for the first game with, uh, with some new players in the lineup, um, I thought we did a real good job to, to uh, keep our composure there for, for the most part. And, and uh, got some huge blocks by some, some of our big players. And, and obviously, timely goals always help. So, um, it's the way you want to start the season. Like a couple of years ago, you saw the McDavid magic on opening night in a sort did of I? bad way. Uh, I, I forget. I forgot about that. Oh, what did you think of it tonight? From <laughs> well, I think I've played with some pretty good players over my over my years in the league, and um, you know, obviously, a big reason why I signed here was obviously an opportunity to play. But but uh, you know, to play with one of the best players, arguably one of the best players in the in the world, is is obviously something you don't get a chance to do every every season. So I think uh, you know, playing with a guy like that, I can change the game in a blink of an eye. Obviously, playing on his side now is 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 a lot more uh, comforting. What's it like with Leon to now? He's, when you play against Leon, it's kind of a double pronged thing. Connor does his thing, the speed, and Leon does his stuff on the Yeah, I mean, I mean, just getting to know some of the guys on the team, and and obviously Leo is is just playing against him for the last few years. Is is just a he's a dominant player with the puck. He's just uh, he's so strong with the puck. He's a mule out there and. Um, a mule with soft, soft hands. So I think he's uh, obviously a huge part of this team and going to be a big reason why we have success this year. And Connor does his thing, but um, um, Leon is, is obviously a big part of that too. And and uh, he brings it in a different way, which is which is nice to see also. I'm like, I know you weren't here last year, but the team's really struggled with having to kill a, a good start going perfect on the PK. What, what did you like from the PK guys in front of you? Today? Yeah, honestly, I could care less 
about last year, I think. Uh, it's a new season this year. There's new people in the lineup that are they're playing important minutes for us, and that penalty kill is, is obviously an important piece to, to the puzzle and to the, you know, going to be a big part of why we have success this year. So I think you have some key players out there that are willing to pay the price to, to getting shooting lanes and to do the right thing that it takes to win games. And um, the PK are always your, you know, your glue guys out there that are going to go out there and do whatever it takes to win. And, and tonight we did a, a heck of a job uh, killing penalties. Winning goaltender Mike Smith, 31 saves. Edmonton getting by Vancouver, 3-2. Hermit in Ottawa texting in. He says, glad that hockey that counts is back. Thought Bear played a steady game, looked comfortable, and made the right plays, but I thought Larson looked a bit off. What worried me was our 5-on-5 play. Not sure if it's Vancouver. Is that good up front, or our full-strength defense is still in an adjustment period? What do you guys think? That is Hermit in Ottawa. Well, first, I agree. I thought Bear played well. I thought he did look comfortable. He didn't look jittery. Uh, made smart plays. Never seemed to be out of position. Um, Vancouver Vancouver's a good hockey club, and, and they did put pressure on the Oilers. Sometimes when the Oilers got hemmed in their own zone, were mistakes made by defensemen. There were a, a number of mistakes that were made by Fords, especially on their third and fourth lines where they didn't get pucks out, and all of a sudden you got a tired defensive pairing out there, and they're being forced to work harder because the puck didn't get out when it was on the forward stick. I mean, there's a great example with about three minutes to go in the game. Jujar Kara twice had the puck on his stick in his own zone. Neither time got it out, and all of a sudden the Oilers are, are, are battling uh, hard in, in, with fatigue. So... I, I, I think Larson, I, to me, I, there wasn't the big turnover. There wasn't the big mistake tonight made by the defensive pairings, which we've seen in the past that have killed the Oilers. So uh, were, were the Oilers at their best in their own zone? Were their, were their six D-men as good as they can play? I don't believe so. But at the end of the night, I didn't see the glaring mistakes that we've seen in the past. So I think that's a positive. Oilers win at 3-2. Other action on the scoreboard, courtesy Edmonton Trailer. Looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers? Head to edmontontrailer.com. Golden Knights beat the Sharks 4-1. Maple Leafs over the Senators 5-3. In overtime, the Caps step by the Blues 3-2. Western Hockey League tonight, the Edmonton Oil Kings settle for a single point. They are beaten 4-3 in overtime by the Swift Current Broncos. A busy uh, road trip to the uh, eastern part of the league starting tonight for the Oil King. 780-496-0063. We have Robert standing by. Hey, Robert, go ahead. Uh, hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Well, uh, I, wanted to, I want to talk about a couple things tonight. First, I want to talk about Smith. I thought, uh, uh, I thought he looked good. He was uh, calm. He was uh, calm in the net, and I thought he, was, uh, thought he was very poised every time he came out to play the puck. Which, which I think is something that will that will uh, definitely uh, uh, help the Oilers this year. But no one. Uh, other point I want to talk about: Paws and Nygaard. I thought they, I thought they looked okay for their their first game in the NHL. But I think, but I think, I think it's going to take a while for those guys to. Uh, All right, we might have might have lost Robert. Yeah, uh, Haas, I mean, he didn't really get to see. He only played four shifts in the game. Uh, so I, to me, jury's out on him whether he can play at this level or or, or what he brought to the table tonight. It, it just wasn't given the opportunity. And that was partly because the game was a very close game. And it seemed to be that Dave Tippett was using Haas's spot in the lineup 
as a spot to get extra ice time for Leon and Connors. They were double shifting and taking his spot usually. Uh, Nygaard, to me, was quiet. Um, uh, you saw, He's fast. Yeah, you saw he, spurts he where you saw... He tried to get on the body a couple yeah. times. So, again, it, it'll take time. The, the bottom six didn't create a whole lot going forward. But it's one game. you got to give them time. There's some players that are playing with each other for the first time. The, the ones that you, you, you need to see be better, or you need to see Archibald better, and you would expect more from him because you've seen what he's done in the past. And Kara. Kara, I, we've seen much more out of him in other games, and I would expect for him to be have a bounce-back game on Saturday against L.A. All right. Uh, got a couple textures here answering about Colby Cave. Uh, somebody just uh, simply says, if the Oilers are healthy down the center, does Cave wind up being the odd man out? Or, or what, Haas? Well, well, Haas was the Haas, Yeah, I mean, it, it, going on today's game, uh, Haas wouldn't, would be the guy. I mean, Cave played 13 minutes. He got 18 shifts. Haas played two minutes and got four shifts. So Shea, if he's back in the lineup, or whenever he does get back in the lineup at center, that to me says that Haas would be the guy that would be out of the lineup and possibly because of contract situation and waiver situation could be sent to the minors. Uh, if Shane is not back, and I don't think he can play next game, Kenny, is he out of protocol prob- yet? He said, Tippett said seven to yeah, ten days. So Haas probably will get another opportunity to, to play against L.A. and hopefully find a little more ice time to prove his worth up here. But uh, Cave, again, was just, uh, you didn't see a whole lot out of the bottom six. So I, I would think that a bunch of them would like to have another chance to, to prove on Saturday. Glad Robert called back. We're going to give him a chance to finish the play. He's already got eight days at Jet Set Parking, the best price on Edmonton Airport parking. Book online at jetsetparking.com and self-park as low as $5.98 per day with the promo code CHED. And if he is correct here, we're going to put him in the grand prize draw for a one-hour rental, fast-track indoor karting, safe adrenaline-pumping fun, fasttrackkartingedmonton.com. What do we have for the clue? Back-checking and making the steal on Quinn Hughes. Banking it off the wall. Nygaard breaks free. Rich shot save made by Jacob Markstrom. 30 seconds gone by. All right, we got an easy one for you, Robert. A chance there for Nygaard. What country did he play pro hockey in last year? Say Sweden. Sweden. Absolutely, Robert. We'll put your name in the draw. Thanks for calling in, buddy. <laughs> I should have given it a multiple choice, like Sweden or Antarctica. Well, actually, you probably there you might probably, be a yeah. league in Antarctica. There's a lot of ice. I don't. I don't think they, the other scout in the Antarctica league. It's the AHL. <laughs> Three two. The Oilers win it tonight over the uh, over the Vancouver Canucks to start the season at one and zero. Whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game, the Japanese Village Goal Light is back. It will be turned on on 630Ched.com. Triple-A steak and succulent seafood cooked at your table. Celebrate your senses. Well, there's no way you're going to get through the whole season without messing that up once. I, prop, I totally agree, <laughs> but I, I made it tonight. I'm not sure I can go I, through I the whole season know. getting it right once. Uh, you'll be able to print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village. We love that promotion. All right, Dave Tippett, he gets his first win as the coach of the Oilers. Here's Tip, courtesy of GCL Diesel. Genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices, gcldiesel.com. Well, uh, Dave, this morning you said when guys are going, you'll play them lots. Leon Drysaddle, 27 minutes tonight, uh, three points and all the goals. Uh, right from the get-go, you seen that he was in the game. And Can you kind of talk about what you liked from his overall game to play him that much? 
Well, what you like of him, he's a dominant player out there, and he's he's playing all situations for us. You know, with a couple injury situations we have, and some young players, you're in a tight game. You just he's got lots of juice, so we kept traping him out there. Dave, I know I know it's game one, but dry sidle 27 minutes. A couple of the other stars over 20, the forwards. That is, how how do you, how are we going to have to monitor that throughout the year? Because that that's a lot. To- yeah, we'll monitor. We don't play for two days, so. We knew this was going to be a, we knew we wanted to put the pedal to the metal to try to win the first game, and that's what we did. Uh, Leon was talking about Zach Cassie and just, to the, you know, the skill that he has. Um, did you did you like what you saw from him tonight? And that's yeah, yeah okay. He's, he, you know, he can complement skilled players. He's a big, strong guy, but he can make plays with those guys. So that's, that's why he's, uh, he's getting the opportunity to play there. saving them <laughs> no, it was just the way it, just, it was just the way it went we wanted to try to get everybody playing a little bit and then we had the one power play and and Leon we had the one penalty kill so as the game wore on it just you're just trying to make sure you got people in the right situations to give you the best chance to to succeed Dave, uh, just on on the Connor McDavid goal, what did you see on that play in terms of how he manipulated uh, the defenseman in finding open space? Yeah, that's what he does. He just kind of it was kind of a bouncing puck in the neutral zone, kind of a turnover, quick turnover. But he attacks with such it's just like boom, he's there, and it's that's hard to defend. I mean, it just he makes a lot happen out of nothing, and that's that's exactly what he did there. You talk about the importance of limiting goals against. Mike Smith was very good tonight. Yeah. What did you feel about your overall team defense in the defensive zone? Just all right. Just all right. We uh, A lot of zone time and that came from more. We turned over the puck too much in the neutral zone by not executing and getting pucks deep. And then we turned a lot of pucks over in our own zone that kept pressure on uh, both goals. The one was... Uh, the first goal was, that's unfortunate, that new rule with Connor had to put his helmet back on. And that, that happens, but the second one, we had the puck two or three times and didn't get it out. So when you're tempting fate that much, it, it's going to come back to bite you. And Drysaddle's usage on the penalty kill, is, is a lot of that because, A, he can win draws and Shahan's injured right now? Exactly. Exactly. We need, uh, you know, we got Cabe and Haas there that are, you know, they haven't killed a lot, and Haas hasn't played a lot in the league. It was the, the thought process going in that I was going to play Haas more than I did, but just the way the game turned out, it was just uh, you're trying to make sure you got the right people on the ice. Dave, you did a lot of juggling with the top two lines. Was there anything you were looking to see, or was there anything you, in particular you were happy with? Oh, that's all feel for the game. They knew that that was going to happen before the game. I talked to all our people that before the game and they knew there was going to be a field process and that's how it's going to have to be with some of the injuries up front some of the young players up front we're going to try to make sure we got people in where we know we can get the job done and it's not protecting anybody it's just making sure that we're going to be competitive all in all, Dave, you know, you, most of the question marks or things that you might have wondered about seem to go okay your stars were good your team played pretty Respectable defense. I like goaltending was good. Goaltending was good. I, I liked how I didn't like how much we defended or how, how many attempts we gave up at our net, but I liked how much we 
competed to try to defend our net. Right? There was a lot of battles down low. A lot of, you know, our coverage was was all right. There's a lot of outside movement that they had, but but our puck play has got to improve. But the overall, how hard we looked to compete was pretty good. How did you like uh, the Clef Bomb Bear pairing and, and maybe just comment? Yeah, I, think, I thought they were all right. I thought Bearsy was all right. You know, he's got a quickness. He makes good plays. Clef is just a real steady guy. Like, he, he does a lot of things right. Other, other than changing and then going back on for a 20 minute, the rest of his game was really good. I gotta talk. What's I gotta figure out what's going on back there? That's two in a game. I don't think I've seen defensemen. Usually they're the smart guys. <laughs> Speaking of your defenseman, Dave, uh, uh, Matt Benning maybe doesn't play the flashiest game. Had two assists direct uh, on the McDavid game. What did you think of his overall game? And, and is he somebody you think that just, has fit a role? Yeah, just steady. He's a good. He's a good guy down in that third pair. He gives us quality minutes there. You know, a little bit of an in-betweener. He's got a good shot if we, you know, for the offensive blue line, and he competes hard down low. You know, that's he's a he's a young guy that's still. I just think there's still growth in his game, but he's a steady guy down there back there for us. That is Dave Tippett, head coach of the Edmonton Oilers, who win 3-2 over the Canucks tonight. Talked about he'd like to see a, a little bit better puck play in the defensive zone. That'll be our adjustment of the game for Saturday for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com. The shots on goal were 33-22 Vancouver. The shot attempts in all situations when you factor in shots that went wide and shots that were blocked, 70-44 in favor of the Canucks. That's a pretty big gap. Tanner Pearson had 11 shots on goal and two more that went wide. I didn't really see 11 of the 33 shots on goal for Vancouver. He, he's a guy that's trying to have a bounce back year. He's had some success when he was with L.A. And they, they had, it was Toffoli and he and Carter were a very, very good line for a couple of years. And then he got bounced around a little bit, went to Pittsburgh, went to Vancouver last year. I think he's trying to find his game again. Tonight he scores a, the tip-in goal and, and he did look effective. Uh, he's part of the depth that, that uh, Bob and Jack were talking about that Vancouver has. They got depth from top to bottom up front. Outside of Pedersen, nothing incredibly flashy, but all guys that uh, work hard and have some skill level. So it's a team I think that's going to be good throughout this year, and it's going to be good for for a number of years because they got some good young players. But Pearson uh, was good tonight, and uh, the reason they had 70 shot attempts is is exactly what Dave Tip Tippett talked about: the turnovers that the Oilers had in the neutral zone and the turnovers that they had in their own zone created a number of extra scoring chances for the Vancouver Canucks and the Oilers are, are, were fortunate they had good goaltending and that the Canucks missed on some great scoring chances I mean it came to, with a second to go in the game um, it hit the crossbar hit the crossbar and a great shot too he pulled it got the the right shooting angle and, and puts it on net Smith had no idea where that puck was it goes off the crossbar uh, you need you need a little puck luck every once in a while to win a hockey game the Oilers got that tonight all right, the Oilers win at 3-2. More time for your phone calls coming up, 780-496. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 0063. You'll also hear from tonight's first star, Leon Dreisaitl. Oilers hockey presented by World of, Spa, uh, World of Spas. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Live Oilers hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 chair. Right hand side, Horvat ahead to Miller. He's in on Smith. Wrist shot denied. Smith stuck out the right skate blade and got it. All right, there's a save of the game for Jiffy Lube, keeping you moving. Mike Smith, 31 stops, helping the Oilers beat Vancouver 3-2 tonight. A couple people asking what Tippett meant by the McDavid-Hillman comment. If you missed us talking about that earlier, there's a new rule in the NHL. You cannot participate in the play if your helmet comes off. You may either make a beeline for the bench, or if you're not involved in the play and your helmet's handy, you can pick it up and put it on. McDavid was trying to do that. So the Oilers, for a split second, were basically down five on three. Mm-hmm. Player out of the penalty box didn't get back in time, and the Canucks scored. It, it's a safety reason, the rule that was put in. They didn't want anyone playing on the ice without a helmet on. It's uh, not safe, obviously. So uh, you have one or two things you can do. And on that play there, if Connor was to leave the, the zone, he had it was the far bench he had to go to. So that would have left the Oilers shorthanded five on three for you know a good 10, 12 seconds. Uh, he tried it on quickly, but while he was doing that, uh, the others were outnumbered. It's, it's, you're going to see it happen. I bet you oh, maybe 10, 15 goals this season you'll see throughout the National Hockey League because of that play, but uh, you can't fault a league trying to protect its players. All right, we have Derek on the open line. Derek, go ahead. Hey, Derek, do we have you? Hello there. Yeah, go ahead, Derek. Hey, how are you doing, Reed? Good. Yeah, it's just uh, one pass long to you guys. Uh, first of all, uh, Smith, geez, uh, you can tell a veteran goalie, like, geez, he answers all the questions right. Um, another thing is uh, not sold out there tonight. At, uh, I, I, th- I think Bob, I think Bob Nicholson, Nicholson said, said before yeah. the game that it did, it did sell out, I think, in the last 24 hours. Yeah, another thing is uh, that the helmet rule, yeah, that, yeah it's about safety. Yeah, for sure. They've had that in university hockey ever I think since it's, I think I've been it's watching. Probably, probably most, yep. most leagues for uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, David, you know, his helmet was was right there. I, wonder, I you know, if you have to skate to go pick up your helmet, I, you might get a penalty for for doing that. But he he chose to try to put it on in time and uh, wasn't able to help out on the play. All right, let's go uh, back down to the Oilers' dressing room. Huge game tonight for Leon Drysaddle. Oh, yeah, I felt okay. Um, obviously, first couple of games is always the timing aspect, you know. It's, it's, it's normal. It's just a little bit off. But uh, I thought our whole team, uh, we, we made it easy on each other, you know. Uh, we kept it easy, kept it simple, played hard, played fast, and um, it's a big one for us. Just a comment on playing with Zach tonight. You guys played together a lot, and he, um, you've talked about his skill before, but it was on display a little bit. Yeah, it's, uh, I told you guys before the season, you know, he's a skilled player like he 
I don't think he gets enough credit a lot of the time um, for his his skill set and his hockey sense. Um, you know, he's fun to play with. Uh, he, he really does it all. If you if you watch his games, you know he protects the puck. You can cycle with him. You can play with him off the rush. It's, um, it's great uh, great player to have in our dressing room. You give Connor that space at that point in the game. I mean. The break he had at the end there. Yeah, he's gonna make That's good. Gonna him? Yeah, Connor. Yeah, when you give him that space yeah. at the end of the game. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, just laid it in there for him. <laughs> <laughs> he did the rest, but. Um, no, that's why he's so good. Um, you know, he, he makes makes something happen out of nothing. It's uh, it's pretty incredible. I wish I was like that sometimes. Leon, how did you feel the team handled the emotions of the season opener? And is that something that could maybe transpire here in big moments as the season goes on here? You know what? I actually thought we did a really good job. Uh, we had a good good first period. Um, you know, the nerfs. Uh, you know, obviously there's always a little bit of nerfs, but uh, I thought we handled it really well. Uh, the entire group kept it simple, played hard, played fast, created chances, and um, yeah, was, like I said, it's a good win for us. And Dave talked earlier about when guys are going, he's going to keep playing them. All right, Brendan Escott working the Oilers dressing room tonight. Leon Dreisaitl, 27 minutes of ice time. He gets three points as the Oilers win 3-2 over the Vancouver Canucks. We have Terry standing by on the open line. Terry, thanks a lot for calling. <laughs> Ray Broad, great to hear you guys again. Uh, I have a couple of questions. One for the experts. Uh, still rate uh, Mr. Drysaddle at 20-25 uh, in the league. And secondly, um, Mike Smith, do you think that guy's worth maybe another 10 to 15 points for the Oilers this year? Well, I hope. I mean, it's only one game. And yeah. you don't want to get too overexcited about one one game. But what we saw tonight has got to make a lot of people take a big uh, exhale. Because the to me, the, I keep getting asked, are the Oilers going to make the playoffs this year? And I say, I can't tell you that because it's, it's all based on what, what they get for goaltending. I said what they had for goaltending last year wasn't good enough for them to get in the playoffs. I have faith that the rest of the players are going to do what they were expected to do. But the expectations of the goaltenders are anywhere out there. People, There's some that don't think they're good enough. There's some that think Smith's having a bounce back. Koskinen's going to be what we saw at the beginning of the season. But no one really knows. And when you go into the, the regular season opener and people are left guessing who the starter's going to be, uh, shows you that there is an unknown when it comes to the Oilers goaltending so what we saw out of Mike Smith tonight gives you some sense of confidence and hope that maybe he can have a, a bounce back season and give the Oilers the quality goaltending they need uh, tonight the, the difference in the game was Leon Dreisaitl and, and Mike Smith Mike Smith was excellent he gave the Oilers big save after big save and a big reason they got the two points so who do you start Saturday Probably Koskinen to give him uh, give him a game. Um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, uh, when do they play after that? Then they play Tuesday. Yeah, they'll probably yeah, probably start Koskinen. Then Smith goes a week without games. Ah, you know what? I changed my mind. I put I put Smith back in. Am I allowed to change my You're mind? You're allowed to change. Okay, your mind. I'm changing my mind right I mean, now. I'm going back. If with you were Smith. coaching, you wouldn't have to decide till Saturday morning, or you could decide. At that 8 o'clock Saturday. Uh, yeah. I, you know what? I go back with Smith. He was excellent in the game tonight. Go back with him. And, uh, and, and it's funny. Dave Tippett talked about it in his, his press conference and when he talked about the number of minutes that Dreisaitl and McDavid and, and his star players 
play tonight. He said this was a, they wanted to win this game. This was a, an important game for them. They want to get off to a good start to the season, and that just doesn't mean winning your first game. They're playing against an L.A. team that many are picking to be near the bottom, if not the bottom of the NHL, on home ice at the beginning of the season. So that's another game that they would want to win before they go on the road to play. They have a tough road trip coming up. So, yeah, you want to put your best foot forward. You want to put your best team out there. So I change, yes, I go with Mike Smith on Saturday. 3-2, the Oilers win it. This is pretty cool. Ascended financial bringing us fill the net this season. When the name of the game is life, there's Ascendant Financial. Visit CoveredAlberta.ca. 25 bucks for every goal the Oilers score to 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous. My favorite charity, of course. So 75 bucks going there tonight. Let's quickly hop down to the Vancouver dressing room. Here's their head coach, Travis Green. Travis, tight game that came right down to the end. What were your thoughts on that uh, I liked it, actually. Um, I mean, I don't like the end result. I thought, uh, I thought the first eight to ten minutes of the game was probably our worst. Uh, and then we got our feet under us, and, and you know we probably had a three-minute span there in the third. I'd like to have back, but uh, first road game of the year, we did a lot of good things, and it's disheartening that we didn't get a point out of it. How did you see the the winning goal, the David goal? One of the best players in the league makes a pretty good play. Same with Dreisaitl on the first goal. Yeah, he's he made a nice play on that goal too, and the second goal. How nice is it to see that shift that you guys got at the end of the first period, where Quinn was out there controlling the puck? You had them hemmed in, and it seemed like it turned the momentum in the game at that point. Yeah, we had him on the on the ropes that shift for sure. Uh, you know, even in the third, a couple shifts that we had in their zone. Uh, I liked our game. I thought we spent a lot of the game in their zone. And uh, I liked the pace that we were playing with. I thought we were taking short shifts. And, uh, you know, again, quite easily could have won that game and probably deserved to get a point at least. Well, the Canucks had the lead halfway through the third. Cassian ties it. McDavid wins it. And the Oilers get the two points, 3-2 the final. We'll get to Cam on the open line, and you'll hear from the man who scored the winner, Connor McDavid, all coming up. Oilers Hockey, presented by World of Spas. This is Overtime Open Line for Hartford Ford. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio. 630 chance. In over the line. Cross ice. Wrist shot on net. Loose and Pearson unable to deflect it past wow. Mike Smith, who did well to battle in that crease area, Bob, and keep the puck out. Drysaddle hit the Line, open man, reshot, score, tie game, Zach Cassian, top right corner, it's 2-0 with 9.08 to play, Smith the big save at one end, and Cassian the finish at the other. That was just a minute 11 after the Canucks had gone ahead 2-1 in the third, and then of course a few minutes later Connor McDavid would get the winner, the Oilers take it at Rogers Place tonight, 3-2 over Vancouver. We have Cam on the open line, Cam go ahead. Hey guys, how you doing? Good. Well, we've done this many years. How was everybody's summer? Great. Bob, I'll ask you again. You're, you're out at your uh, cabin? Yeah, it was a wonderful summer. Long, but fun. Hot, hot, hey? It was, it was summer on the island from March until September. It was, it was actually almost, almost unbearable. So, anyways, um, so yeah, it was a good effort tonight. I, I like what they're doing with the goaltenders. I like that they didn't rush a young guy. 
and I like that they went with a couple guys. I think it's fair to say these two guys are they're placeholders. Now, who are they placeholders for? Do you think there's like who who's in the who's in the cards uh, for us in a year or two? Like, who, what do you guys think? Well, Shane Starrett's going to be the starter with the Bakersfield Condors. He's a bit of a late bloomer, so I think they want to see if he can repeat what he did last season. The, the younger goaltenders that they've drafted more recently are uh, Stuart Skinner, Dylan Wells, who were backup slash the ECHL starter last season, depending on where they were. Uh, they have Olivier Rodrigue in the system. He might be the world junior goalie this year. He's got a shot there. And they drafted a Russian goaltender, Ilya Konovalov, this summer. Who's An older goalie, yeah. Who's... No, they just drafted him. Yeah, but he was 20, though, as a draft pick, wasn't he? he was a, oh, right, it, but yes, he's not yeah. like... No, he's not, they didn't draft he's not the 30-year-old. No, right, yeah. right. <laughs> but like, they could, so, I, I mean, I think it just depends which one of those goaltenders uh, blossom. I, I mean, I, I think a, a year ago you might have said Skinner was the top prospect and, I, and I don't, now who knows I don't think the Oilers are these two are placeholders for someone in particular I don't think the Oilers have any idea who the the guy is that's going to come out and I think there's hopeful that one of those guys will become a starter in the NHL but I don't think nobody is coming out with the pedigree of saying alright this guy is a absolute golden child that's going to be a starter in the National Hockey League for 15 years I think the Oilers right now are just worried simply about what they've got now and what they got now is a good effort out of Smith, and eventually we'll see Koskinen get his opportunity as well. All right, let's go back down to the Oilers' dressing room. Here's the captain, the man who fired home the game winner, Connor McDavid. Uh, yeah, Benny made a good play of uh, pinching off the puck. Um, threw it in the middle, Jack just kind of stopped it up for me, and uh, just tried to get it to the net. I just wondered how it was kind of having a new coach behind the bench handling you and, and your line. Yeah, I mean, there was lots of mixing and matching there. Always just throughout the course of a hockey game, especially one as tight as that. So um, I thought he did a good job trying to get matchups and whatnot. So, um, yeah. Can you just talk about Zach and Leon? They came out flying, creating a ton of chances. Yeah, they were great. I mean, Leon was a horse, uh, as he always is. Cass brought, uh, brought a lot of energy tonight, like he does as well. So, um, you know, real, real good start for those two and uh, something I look forward to watching all season long. Connor, what did you see out of 41 in the crease tonight? I thought he was great. Um, you know, made some big saves. Um, was there when, when, when we needed them. Um, I know what it's like to, to play against them a lot. He's been in the Pacific Division ever since I broke into the league, and I know when you forecheck and, and you touch the puck, you're not going to get it very many times, so um, that helps a lot. First time being a teammate with him in regular season play, how much does that puck moving ability really play into the transition game? Oh, it helps so much. Um, I know the D really appreciate it. Um, you can see what he, what he does with the puck. He even pinches guys off. Uh, it's pretty unbelievable, really. Um, he's like a third defenseman out there. Connor, how did you find the deployment with uh, you know Dave K- or Dave Tippett rather uh, switching lines and, and kind of getting different looks for for you? Um, yeah, I mean it's it's something that, that we're used to here. Um, you know Todd did that a lot, Hitch did that a lot, so um, yeah, we're definitely used to it, and um, yeah, we can uh, can play together and switch off uh, you know, uh, a lot. Well, I don't know if Tippett's switched the lines as much as Hitchcock did <laughs> before the All-Star break. But, uh, yet, yet. McDavid played 21-54, two shots on goal, six others blocked, went seven for 11 in the face-off circle. But Dreisaitl, really the catalyst tonight, a goal and two assists. The tying goal to Cassie in the highlight we played, Rob, and it's such a fast game, but we talk about the great players. They just somehow have the, that ability to get across the blue line 
and almost say, no, 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 you're, you're going to play. I mean, Drysdale gets across, kind of little curl, stop, looks, and then just the perfect cross-ice pass to Cassidy. Well, he just possesses so many attributes that make that easy. He's got speed. When he uses his speed, he pushes the defenseman back. So that gives him a little extra room. He's got size, so when someone comes at him, he's able to hold them off a little bit longer to make the play that he wants. And his passing ability is as good as anyone in the National Hockey League. So when you put those three together, he's going to create a number of great chances. And and we get to see it from the press box. And when you watch a game from the press box, it's very easy. You can tell how a play could and should develop. Well, the great players, they have press, press box minds. So they can actually see the game slow down just like we do. Whereas it seems fast for all the other players on the ice. When Connor has it or Leon has it, they can see the plays developing before they happen. And, and he just makes the right play at the right time 99% of the time. So uh, that one there, it, just, it was a perfect pass. And then you've got to give Cassian credit. I mean, it was an absolute howitzer that he threw in there. Cassian's getting a chance again to start the season to play with two incredibly gifted players. He's only going to be able to stay on that line if he contributes on a nightly basis. And what we've seen from Cassian in the, la- the end of last year and obviously the start of, of this season right now is a consistency that he hasn't had in his career. If he continues to do that, all of a sudden Cassian's uh, sky or his bar just becomes much, much higher than anyone would have expected. And that's good on him. He's put the time and effort in. He's the one playing the way that he needs to play right now, and he's being rewarded for it. You know, when we would get suggestions about Cassian playing higher in the lineup before he did, I always said, well, he's fast, but I don't know if he has the puck skills. I don't mm-hmm. know if he can handle the puck to, to play with those players. But a nice little touch pass to Drysdale for the first goal. And then, like you said, corrals the pass from Leon and, and perfect shot. It almost looked like Markstrom looked back and thought it was going over the net. And it's right under the crossbar. And that's, that's not an easy play, coming in full speed to be able to corral that and get the puck off quickly with the defender coming at you. There's another play made at the blue line where his little curl and drag right around the defenseman had the fans ooing and aahing. Uh, Cassian, uh, we, 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 we've applauded the effort that Leon had tonight, and he was the best player on the ice. Cassian was the second best. All right, the Oilers take it 3-2 over the Canucks. You can get more on 630Ched.com. Coming up, Eskimos in Hamilton on Friday, 3.30 countdown to kickoff game at 5. Oilers host the Kings on Saturday, 6.30 face-off show game at 8 here on 630Ched. Thanks to Scott Johnson and Brendan Escott working the dressing rooms tonight. Troy Bowler, our engineer here at Rogers Place. Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer, back at 6.30Ched. We've been live in Studio 99, Oilers Hockey, presented by World of Spas. Overtime open line presented by Heartland Ford. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Oilers take it. 3-2. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.